Good morning. Welcome on this Monday morning to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Today we're going to continue on the Sons of Oil, as we had introduced them yesterday. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about the actual ministry of prophets in the Old Testament to give us an idea and an understanding of how they operated and functioned. Remember the Old Testament prophet compared to the New Testament prophet are very different but yet similar in many ways, especially when it comes to their calling. So, reading in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 13, verse 1, it says, If there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign and the wonder come to pass, whereof he spoke unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Verse 3, Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet, or that dreamer, for the Lord your God proveth you to know whether you love him or love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and cleave unto him. So notice, just because the prophet says something, and it comes to pass does not necessarily mean that he is a prophet of God, especially when he contradicts the word of God. And in this case, this prophet was saying, let's follow other gods. In verse number 5 of chapter 13 of Deuteronomy, And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the way which the Lord your God commanded thee to walk in. So thou shalt put the evil away from thy midst. So here we get a picture of any prophet that would speak, that would turn away the body of Christ from God, from serving Him, from holiness, from all that is written in the Scripture, even though He may do wonders, He may do signs, He may do things, the Scripture says, do not hearken, do not listen, do not obey, do not follow. And sad to say, Jesus' warning to the disciples was when they asked Him, Concerning the end of times. And Jesus said. You know. I warn you now. That in the last days there shall arise many. Saying. Lo the Christ here. Lo the Christ there. They shall say that they are prophets. They shall say all kinds of things. But Jesus basically tells them. Do not be deceived. There is a test. To prove. That you love the Lord with all your heart. And that is you will obey and follow him. In spite of what you have seen. If it's contrary to the word of God.
In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15 and 16 onward, he gives us more clues so that we can have an understanding. The Lord your God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him you shall hearken. Now this, when Moses was speaking of this prophet that was going to be raised up from their, in their midst, he was talking about Jesus. Jesus was considered a prophet, just as John the Baptist was considered a prophet. And like Moses, Jesus did so many miracles, so many signs, so many wonders. And after his resurrection, his burial, after his death, burial, and resurrection, I mean, there is nothing that could be denied that this is the Son of the living God. It says in verse 16, According to all that thou desireth of the Lord thy God in Arab, in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more, that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet among their brethren, like unto me, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I have commanded him. Remember Jesus said, I don't speak anything except what I hear the Father speak. I don't do anything except what I see the Father do. And this is what the sons of oil basically do, the prophetic ministry. They are led by the Spirit of God. They are under a, an anointing that is different than that of the anointing of the pastor or the evangelist. And these individuals have to have a direct line with God in this sense, in that their message has got to be clear. It's got to be flawless. It's got to be able to be understood. It's got to edify. It's got to protect. It's got to get us and lead us closer to God. It's got to also accomplish and fulfill the work that he has called the church to do. So Jesus himself, in the things that he spoke about, his death, his burial, his resurrection, was prophesying of that who was going to come to pass. It says in verse number 19, and it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. And remember, Jesus said, the very words that I have spoken, they shall judge you in that last day. Also, he only spoke what the Father had spoken, but also it says, it will be required of that individual. You were given an opportunity. You heard the word of God, the word of the living God. You heard the word of the incarnate God. Jesus made flesh, and yet they rejected that word. But it says in verse 20, But the, but the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, and remember, Jesus said, I don't speak anything except what the Father says to me. And I have manifested and revealed your name unto them. So it says, he, he which shall presume to speak a word in my name, 
which I have commanded, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. Verse 21, And if thou say in thine heart, How shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? It says in verse 22, When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken, but that prophet has spoken it presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. So here in Deuteronomy, we're given two different passages concerning the manifestation or the appearance or the work of a prophet, so-called. But if he has been sent by God, then we know that we must test that which has been spoken. In the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 8, we find another example of the need of the prophet. Remember, we mentioned the need of the prophet speaking the direction for the church to go, or in that case, it was the nation of Israel. We needed the leaders of that time, whether it was David uh, and Nathan the prophet, or Gad the prophet, or even Samuel the prophet, uh, giving direction and leading. And at the same time, we needed the priesthood. Uh, as much as as one was needed, so were the others. You couldn't go forward and complete the work without all three. It says in 1 Samuel chapter 3, 19, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did not let none of his words fall to the ground. In other words, Samuel was sensitive to the Lord to the degree that every word that he literally heard spoken by God and he himself spoke came to pass. It was always fulfilled. It says in verse 20, And all Israel from Dan, even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. Why? Because his word always came to pass. And that also included his prayers. It says in verse 21, And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Notice how God revealed himself to Samuel. It was through the word, through the word of the Lord. And that does not change. God still continues to pour out the oil into our lives. And through that oil, the light then begins to be bright. And the brighter the light, the more we can see afar off in our lives. But when the oil is gone, then the light is going to be out too. Remember Jesus' parable about the ten virgins. There was five of them that actually did not bring extra oil. They ran out. And while they went to go look for oil during that time, the bridegroom came and he took away those that were prepared and those that were ready. And when the other ones that were not ready came and they wanted to come in, they were not permitted in because they were not ready at the time when he came. And I pray that we be ready both at the day, both at the hour and the minute when Jesus returns for his church. 
here on this earth. So, the Lord revealed himself to Samuel through his word. And Jesus said, I have manifested thy word unto them. In his priestly prayer of John chapter 17, he gave us the word of God. He was God's spokesman. The word of God was in his mouth. And he was giving direction to the nation. In fact, he was so specific that he told them, look, I am giving you a warning right now. There's going to come a time where not one single stone is going to be left on this temple. There's going to be a time when the armies of Rome are going to come and they're going to surround the city. There's going to be a time when people are going to die and perish because they were not ready. They were not prepared to escape. They were too busy building, marrying, and doing all and everything but seeking the Lord. And when Jesus told them that, it was when he was ready to go to the cross. No more than 40 years later, no more than a whole generation, that all these things came to pass. That's why the apostles and the prophets and the people, the disciples, they had everything in common. They believed the word that was given to them, that there was going to be this happening, and they were going to have to flee the city of Jerusalem. If they were on the housetop, don't get down and get anything and pack up. Just run for your lives and escape. Because that was the ministry of the prophet, to bring forth the word and give direction to the people. But in this case, it also winds up being that the words that Jesus gave and the apostles and the prophets of that time gave, it was for the church. The church was ready. That's why they sold everything. That's why everything was in common because they were going to have to pack up and leave quickly when this thing was going to happen. And the thing is, they had to be ready at the spur of the moment. It's really amazing when a lot of people say, well, when I'm good and ready, I'll repent and I'll turn to the Lord. And then, of course, you know, then that way, uh, uh, when he comes or when he comes, I'll just say, Lord, forgive me. Uh, it just does not work that way. You will be transformed so fast at the speed of an atom, that you won't even have time to blink your eyes, close them and open them, when all has already taken place. The believer has been transformed, his life has been changed, his body has been changed and transformed, and we've already met the Lord at that time in the air, while everybody else stays behind. Well, anyway, that's another story for another time. Join us tomorrow as we continue looking at the work of the prophet, the ministry of the prophet, and the sons of oil that are mentioned in the book of Zechariah. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. Amen.